it looks like we finally got some draft results to discuss here. Some rookie wide receiver rankings and in-depth running back discussion and the great trade debates. Football's finest hour. Raise a glass with your hosts, Paul Pedro and Zach Tripp. This is Dynasty Gridiron Radio. What is up? Your host, Big Chillin' Zach Tripp. What up? Chillin' Tripp in the house. We're back with you. We're excited to be doing one of the better episodes that we We'll do all season long. The draft results, they're in. <laughs> Feeling good, baby. Feeling good. Happy about your haul, Paul. Happy about Paul's haul. <laughs> Big Uncle Paulie got some gems in that sucker. Oh, man. Not really gems. I just had some good picks, so I just made the the obvious choice, honestly, which means I'm actually probably not sitting, sitting well. That doesn't work out for people usually. We'll see. We'll see. There's a- what can you do? Yeah, I had a lot of picks. Uh, I don't know if I hit them all. As long as I hit a couple, I'll be happy. <laughs> Just you know, feel good about some, less good about some. Um, so should we? Uh, I think we need to get into this, go round by round, and just tell the people how this thing went. Yeah, let's do that. Maybe we'll do like three at a time, or just go through the whole round and then come back to some hot spots. Well, you didn't surprise anybody. No, you've been saying it the whole time. Some people didn't believe it. I believed it. I'm here. I can see. I can see the passion in your eyes. It was a no-brainer. Devontae Smith, pick one. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So this round goes. It goes Devontae Smith, Najee Harris, Kyle Pitts. That's you, that's Carlos, that's me. I have the next two picks after that, so I just go Chase Williams. I've been telling people, neither of us really strayed from what we said we were going to do. You went Smith. We probably all knew Harris was going after that because let me tell you, mistakes from the get-go, man. You can't tell people you're going to take him and then take him. (laughs) You hold, you lose, you you devalue your pick when you do that. But if I was never going to trade it anyway, why does it matter? It's like I forgot to tell you I'm coming in on you on this episode, by the way. I'm ready. Your entire strategy from get-go to the end on the drafts. Okay, I'm ready. You should should have never told it because Najee Harris, if there's a threat that that's who you're going to take, the greater that threat, the higher value that pick is. And I think you probably, in your heart, you know you could have possibly gotten Smith it at six. I don't think so. Not in a, a Philadelphia draft. He wasn't falling to six. I think you might be more of a homer than the rest of us. <laughs> but probably you're probably you're probably right. Would you have taken him in your three, four, five? That's the answer. I honest, honest to God, I don't know. I might have. I don't. Maybe because I'm in such a win now mode, and he's like coming in and being the number one in Philly. That could have happened, but. 
I was pretty set on those three guys. Yeah. Uh, from the jump, even with a healthy ETN. Quite frankly, even if Harris was there, I probably might have still taken Williams just because my team's got some good running backs right now, and Williams is much younger, and I think potentially could last longer. Yeah. Um, same thing with Pitts and Chase. Like these guys are all twenty twenty one. Yeah. So you know, a few little bit of a future investment here. Yeah. For me, I um, mean, if if Devontae Smith wasn't on the Eagles, you know, I probably wouldn't have taken him number one overall. Would he have been number one out of my receivers? Right. I would say probably, but we'll get to that when we get to our rookie wide receiver rankings list. Yep. Yep. That's the next segment, and. Yeah, I mean, I, this obviously will will give give some of that away, I think. But just the um, the point that I wanted to kind of kind of have resonate here is when you're thinking about these top overall draft picks, like in this draft, I had pick three, four, and five. Dynasty fantasy football players, from a strategic perspective, here, I'm looking at the position of my team versus who's on the board. Like, there are some teams here, like I know. Ray's team would have loved to have Najee Harris. He feels like that could have been like the missing piece to his squad. It probably a good running back is probably all he needs to be a great team. So a lot of what goes into who picks who is going to go into what their roster looks like. Now, one of the great advantages to having a stacked team and the way you want to play it when you do is you want to draft generally younger guys and you want to look at the future because if you're stacked now, you don't be afraid to take based. You don't have to take based on need, right? Like I looked at this draft and I pretty much knew who everybody else was taking. I was able to maneuver into that five spot because I pretty much knew I had to be there probably to get Devontae Williams. So walked away with the three guys that I wanted. Knowing who was going where, knowing that you were taking Smith was the first domino Yeah, towards me getting Everything I wanted. In Doesn't team. bother me. I got what I wanted too. <laughs> we can all have what we want, Paul. I know, but you maybe could have had what you wanted plus an extra second rounder well, or I mean, decent player or something. I got like offered that. into what, what spot was? Sip a little Levante. <laughs> uh, Pat, what was he? Seven? No, eight. He wanted <sighs> he wanted me to switch with him at eight, and I, I wasn't feeling confident that I was going to get my guy at eight. Right. Yeah, 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 no. Yeah. If I had the first overall pick, uh, or I did have the first overall pick, if Devontae Smith wasn't on the Eagles and I wasn't a homer and I was clearly Najee Harris as the number one overall uh, prospect. Right. I definitely would have taken his trade. He offered me two firsts and a second. Wow. Yeah. Two firsts for, and a second. For that 1-1, one, one, huh? For that first overall pick. He was, you know, really... Uh, Really motivated to get Najee. And uh, we even talked about some three-person trades, but I don't think Carlos was budging. <laughs> I can't really blame him. I think Carlos is in, and again, the predictability of that is that Carlos is in a very similar position, and you look at the needs on his roster and just the holes that need to be filled. So yeah, something Pat, to stay conscious of, GMs. Yeah, yeah, Pat is stacked with youth and skill at wide receiver missing a running back but do you want to chase one piece and put all your faith in that one piece right well that's a great discussion to have is 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 and, and we're gonna have it later in this show when you and i talk about this jamar chase potential thing are you gonna put me on blast right um now, 
how far are you willing to go to get your guy? Are we going to have an on-air trade happen right now? <laughs> it might. It might. We're going to save it for later. We're going to get through the rest of these draft results. Yeah, let's go. Because, because interestingly enough, after my fifth pick, you were up again at six. You took Jalen Waddle, and then right. it went Bateman, Moore, Moore, Fields, mm-hmm. which I think is a little bit interesting. How are you feeling about Waddle? Uh, I think probably highest ceiling in the second half of the draft is why I went there. I think I've mm. built some. I like pre- I, I like Waddle. Yeah, I, I said it I've on the last show. I think built some pretty solid core pieces at wide receiver. So uh, I felt like I wanted to t- to take a shot at a guy who could potentially be like you know number one, two, three someday. Yeah, he could be. I he could be the guy now. I think I actually think of all the receivers, he's going to be the guy. Him and Elijah Moore, who's who is the Moore that went at pick eight as opposed to Rondale Moore, who went at pick nine. Yeah, back to back Moores. I like both of them. Uh, Danny took Rashad Bateman at seven. We're going to talk to him about that, but I'm I'm going to call him after we get to his second pick because I really like his second pick too, and I want to let him talk about his whole draft with one swift phone call. Um, Solid draft, Donnie. Yeah, yeah, it was. It, I mean, I'm, I, I, I'm, I have questions about Bateman, um, but I, I bet he has answers. So, <laughs> um, Fields went first out of all the quarterbacks. Yeah, that shocked me that Will went with Fields because for me, he's, he's one of my lowest. And I it, would have probably if I was drafting a quarterback with all of them on the board. I think I said this before. I probably would have gone Wilson or Lance. And it went the complete opposite direction. It went Fields, Lawrence, Lance, Wilson. But if, you, if you remember, Fields was also my top-ranked. He UB was. That's Dynasty. right. Yes. Wow, man. Well, it's crazy how people can see things so differently. Who both yeah. watch the same game? Yeah, we're gonna find out who shits on the gold throne here, Trip. <laughs> we're gonna find out. <laughs> yes, this is great. Uh, great we might have to have a little side bet. Yeah. You know what we need to do? We need to come up with some thing that we do that we bet repeatedly oh yeah keep that humiliates the other person whenever you lose like it's not really a financial thing but it's like like i dump a bucket of water on your head every (laughs) time (laughs) i I don't know um i love it chill versus trip yeah it can be single week bets they can be single season or maybe even career bets on players and those longer career bets will have to have Higher risk wagers. You know, it's not it's not a sandwich uh, from down the street. It's no, you know, that it is gonna be financial. It's gonna be ten dollar Emancipet donations. Okay. Emancipet, great organization. Check them out. They low provide, cost vet care. High quality, low cost vet care. Some some important things. There's we a lot of animals in, there's <laughs> a lot of animals in shelters. We don't need more animals in shelters. Let's get them neutered. Yeah, it makes it, it makes it easier for people to own animals because they can afford to take care yes, of them, which is you know, really the big challenge for uh, anyway. a lot of people who want pets. Yes. So Fields going in the first round. I like both. Again, I said I like both more picks. Um, one of the contingencies in my trade with Levine was that I don't take Rondale Moore at five. I knew he wanted him. I don't know why, <laughs> but I was just like he's he, I kept his secret well too. You have to respect the uh the handshake, you know. Yeah. I mean, we were talking trade uh him and I and uh he was talking about how he was like, you know, I love the wide receiver class. So um I was thinking he has the pick behind me in the second round or he has the three picks behind me in the second round and then I have a pick after him. 
So if I want receivers, I'm going to take them before he goes. He kind of let his hand slip a little bit during that. He told me he loves the wide receivers in this class. <laughs> and I know that me and him had a bunch of picks together, end of the first, beginning of the second. So I figured, okay, I need to take my receivers now if I'm going to get them. I love this. So this is the, these are the, the, the strategic analysis that you should be doing in your head with this. Uh, this stuff's intense. Don't think for one second that these NFL GMs aren't having the same thoughts about their opponents and who they're dealing with on a daily basis. Not that I violated a handshake deal. Like if he was like, no, oh, don't no, take this guy, you know, he was just talking about receivers a lot. And, uh, and he made those smart inferences. It wasn't like that made my decision. I was already very heavily focused on the wide receivers in this draft. And that just kind of sealed, sealed a lot of these picks in for me. Makes sense. And you're focused on wide receiver because you're not in a win now mode. So you think that they will be more in their prime and you can get some rookie running backs to come in and contribute towards the ship. Yeah, I feel like they're kind of like, uh, you know, my offensive line. Like, I don't want to put any running backs behind them if my line isn't ready. I need these guys right. to be every week, every season, ready to keep me in the game. And you heard it here first, folks. Wide receivers, just like the offensive line. Wide receivers in Dynasty <laughs> are the offensive line. <laughs> the offensive line in real life, I don't it know how to say it. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying. But it's genius. <laughs> <laughs> They're the O-line of Dynasty football. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and I need my left tackle. Devontae, let's do it. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, we uh, proceed to give you what you need. <laughs> Second round, baby. Tell us about your, your selection at 2-1. Well, like I said, I was going wide receiver heavy already. I had 2-1 and 2-2, two, two, and I know that 2-3-4 and 5 were with uh, Levine, who was on a hunt for receivers. Um, so I had to get my guy, Terrace Marshall. Uh, I liked him a lot from, from the beginning, and I was so thin at running back. I had yeah. to go. I had can, to I, can, I, can I stop you for a second Yeah, there? please. Well, I just want to say one thing about the Terrace Marshall pick. I want to say it directly to Howie Roseman. <laughs> you cannot go wrong selecting the wide receivers from LSU. Okay. He's heard it before, so I don't need to repeat that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Continue. So we had uh, two running backs go next. I took Sermon. Levine takes Michael Carter. And then we have our second quarterback off the board, Trevor Lawrence, pick 14. And then this was an interesting one. Etienne comes in at 15. Did you think about taking him at 2-1 at all or 2-2? Over a sermon, maybe? Uh, I thought about it, um, but then I thought about his team. I thought about his injury. I don't know if he's going to come back to be that as explosive. He'll be an explosive player and a great athlete, no doubt, but uh, he's already had a lot of miles on him in college. He's got the Liz Frank injury, tough one to come back from. Uh, I wasn't, I know, I if he fell to me at a later pick in the second or the beginning of the third round, I would have had to take him, but a high second round pick, I wasn't feeling good about spending that on Etienne at all. Interesting. I don't know anything about the Liz Frank. Right. And I, and so that influenced your decision. You seem to have some some knowledge there. Um, I saw some research papers saying that, you know, they come back to about, you know, 85% of uh, explosiveness after an injury like that. 
Yeah, I didn't know that. See, that's that's scary. Apparently, it's something something that goes. I mean, your basically foot shifts, your ligament yeah. tears, and your foot the is not in place the, anymore. The base of the metatarsals, something goes wrong. Um, yeah, not medical experts here, but we're so we're doing our we're doing our, we're doing our best. <laughs> There's a history a history of not not good recoveries when it comes to the Liz Frank. So yep. That's interesting. That's good knowledge. I, I was thinking that possibly you would be thinking ETN not going to play for a season, going to take a long time to rehab. I'm trying to win in two, three years. He may be ready to come back firing by the time I'm ready to win. He may be. He Which may is be. Uh, another route you can take out there potentially for people, just letting you know. The next five picks, back half of the second round, it goes Trey Lance, Pat Fryermuth. <laughs> That's a name. I love this guy. I love Pat Fryermuth. I we're gonna have to have Danny come come on and talk about him. And then uh and then Ray, who selected Elijah Moore. Paired him. Our man Pat Ray goes Elijah Moore in round one, and then he he gets the Zach Wilson connection on the turn here in round two. Could be deadly. Not, not on the turn, sorry. Pick eight round two. Linear draft here, folks, in case you were wondering. Then I go. I go and handcuff Christian McCaffrey because Chubba Hubbard and Christian McCaffrey is a nice little backfield to to monopolize. Yeah, they they could be. Um, are we calling Donnie now? I'm gonna give him a ring. All right, I want to I want to talk about Hubbard a little bit too, and uh, handcap handcuffs in general. But let's get uh, I don't know what handcaps are, but I want to know handcuff, about that. I would uh, like to talk about those as well. <laughs> <laughs> Like you know, a hat uh, you put on your fingers—it's a hand cap. <laughs> they got backwards. They got fitted. You know, capping hands, man. <laughs> um, yeah. So that back half of that second round—interesting. It's Lance Fryermuth, Wilson Hubbard, Amon Ra, the champ, taking Justin Fields in round one, and Amon Ra St. Brown in round two. I'm a fan of him, so that's interesting. We're going to talk about wide receiver rankings a little bit more, so I'm not going to go too in-depth right now. We're going to talk about the Friar himself. <laughs> Friar Tuck. Da- Danny, we have you. do we have you on the line? What's up, Paul and Trev? How you guys doing? What's up, Don? Yo, yo, Donnie. <laughs> what's good? How you living, man? I'm good. I'm psyched for week one to start. I know Woo-hoo! it already started, but... Oh, that the real uh, the real noise starts tomorrow. But that's Sunday. Sunday. That that first Sunday is there's, is is it's unmatched. Nothing like it. There's unmatched. nothing like it. Thursday night is not the yeah. same. Those games. You know, unfortunately, going. can you feel um, the my, tension <laughs> in the air? Right now? Unfortunately, unfortunately, it's my uh, my brother in law's fortieth birthday party uh-huh. during the day. Mm. Okay. So I got to go do that. I'm gonna probably miss the the one o'clock games. But my Giants are on at four thirty, so I should be back in time for that. Okay, Whew. acceptable. He's watching his hometown team. He's going to make that yeah. game. Thank God. It'll save me the stress of, of having to get my uh, watch myself get my ass kicked by Ray. <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> wow, his, his, I'm not confident right now. Actually, his team is actually really strong. Yeah, it is strong. He's a, he's a running back away. Uh, we were actually just talking before he came on about how he was trying to get up there. And try and nab one of them that he could actually start and get something out of this year. He ends up with yeah. Moore and Wilson, though, which I don't think is a a bad consolation prize. But I wanted to chat with you because you got Bateman in round one, you got Fryermuth yep. in round two, 
it's no secret how much I love, uh, love Patty Fryer. And, uh, <laughs> but before I get to that, Bateman. So he's got the injury. We, we do this draft late. So, you know, you know, you know what you're getting. So you, you see something in Bateman you, that, that, you know, you're not scared by that. And the situation, which has been talked about as potentially being too run heavy as an offense, you know, there's some, there's some flags there. And I feel like, I feel like you saw Pat, you, you saw past them. I want to, I want to know about that. Yeah. Let's hear it. What yeah. We, so, so I, I saw a lot of potential in Bateman in college. He was on a good football team. Um, he's a really solid player, excellent route runner. Um, got a good body build um, to be a, a strong wide receiver. Um, you know, when I'm looking at my team, you know, I have to think about it on, I, in, my, in, my, in terms of my team. And I have pretty good wide receivers, but they're all getting kind of old. So mm, my, I have I'm that thinking problem long, too. I, I got to be thinking long term. You know, it is a dynasty league. You got to have that mindset. Well, you know what? These guys, they're still great. You know, I got Hopkins, Lockett, and Thielen. Thielen's 31, I think. You know, the other guys are in their late 20s. I got I to gotta get a young wide receiver. And I thought, um, you know, I, was, I wanted Waddle. Um, yeah, right I, before. You know, and initially, initially I wanted um, Kyle Pitts. You know, and Paul called yeah, me out a couple of months ago. Paul <laughs> predicted that I, was gonna, that I wanted him. He was like, I know who you want. Yeah, it was it, it was before Pitts was touted too. Oh, really? Yeah, this was so I was still living in Jersey when that happened, so it had to at least be pre. This was like a. This was like maybe even like yeah in the winter. Yeah, I, I was like, sorry, Danny, I'm just gonna tell you a year in advance. I'm taking Pitts at three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but as time moved on, I realized I wasn't gonna get Pitts, um, and. You know, I explored trade options with Trip, and Trip and I went back and forth for months. It seemed um, we just could not get it done. I he's a hard Rip man was, to make a deal with. We're going to talk <laughs> about that later. We're going in on Trip's yeah, negotiating but, style. Know, I think, <laughs> I've made but many I, successful sorry, deals. I digress. I digress. Um, <laughs> Bate, but Bateman, I you know what? I think um, Lamar is going to realize that. He's not going to win if he's just running the football. He's not going to stay healthy if he's running the football like this for his whole career. I think maybe short-term, yes, it could um, be tough for Bateman to get involved. But I'm thinking long-term. I think he's, I think he's without a question, the best receiver, uh, most talented receiver in that group. I know you know, you got Hollywood Brown. I think he's oh, got the Ravens, I, not the rookies. I think he's got some talent, but I think Bateman has a chance to be the number one stud there for a while I, I and i and i i think lamar is gonna be you know eventually gonna realize that he's got to throw the ball to save to save his body um and you know i i, I think bateman's gonna end up being pretty strong you know i nice. look where i was i was pick number seven um i wanted waddle um and you know i i, I was think also thinking javonta williams a little bit yeah that was um happening. but he got, got snagged up and you know obviously i wanted uh, Devonta Smith, but Tripp put it out there that he was taking him at one. Right, um, right. I mean, you're, that's a good point that you make right there in that that is the toughest probably because those top six were pretty locked in. Yep. That seven spot was tough 
Both the Moore brothers went right after you, and I'm wondering, I'd be curious to talk to those guys if they wanted Bateman. But anyway, I want to move on to round two because I think, in my opinion, and you also had you also took Patrick Sertan in round four, and we do IDP, and I actually love that pick as well. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to talk about Pat Firemuth because I will be completely honest. I know you needed a tight end, <laughs> and I thought that I could maybe get a haul from Danny, if I give up Pitts, Pitts, and and I probably could have, couldn't I? Right, like you, you definitely wanted him. So I wanted him, but you know what? I'm, <laughs> I'm someone who is not willing to part with first and second round picks. So you know, I think the first year of Dynasty, I was like, yeah, second round pick, <laughs> learn quick. Uh, <laughs> I, I think trip like. Like uh, over here Dr. cracking up. Back. He's like, yeah, I, I taught everyone was, a lesson. Trip. It was uh, it was Marlon Mack and Jared Cook, and I think I traded um, a second round pick to you. Yes. And you know what, Marlon Mack, I guess, what did he tear his ACL or his Achilles? <laughs> that shortly after that, and then Jared Cook is 33, 34 years old. He's on the way out. He's still, he could have a good year this year, but he's on the way out. So everybody you know, has that think, one that teaches them a lesson those first and second round picks are precious um yep so you counted that you you uh commented that on our on our insta on our uh, last trade alert post uh, yeah between brady somebody got brady um, for a first round pick but yeah anyways i did yeah i was just saying um so yeah your good point I, i know you would you probably would not part with but I did think about just because I thought Fryermuth would be there at your second round pick. I thought, you know what? Maybe I just do that. Let you take pits, move back, take Fryermuth, see if I can pick up like an extra couple seconds from you, something like that. I decided against it. I decided I'm just going to go with pits and roll with it and see how it goes. But Fryermuth, yeah. I mean, the guy's <laughs> the guy. The guy's massive. First of all, he's been showing. You know, you're talking about a 22-year-old that's 6'5", 260 pounds, incredible college career at Penn State. His hands are just massive mitts. It's like he's got a baseball gloves on his hands and he's catching a baseball when he's in the end zone. And and I encourage you to go watch some of those preseason highlights, some of those Penn State highlights, because, yeah, I think I think he fell – I think he fell too late here in uh, in this draft, but I uh, – I have been called crazy for that opinion as well. So, anyway, Danny, we thank you for coming on. Um, I would like to discuss trades for some of your defense, independent de- individual defensive players. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes uh, I remember. I, I know you. Um, you sent me a trade proposal for uh, Chase Young, and I wasn't having that. I, you know, I scooped <laughs> him up in round four. In round four last year, he fell to round four, and he's, you know, he's. I'm, I haven't even unleashed him. He's sitting on my bench i got T- i got tj watt in the defensive line role i got um mark Maybe blake martinez and you know the good trade. thing about watt is he's d line and linebacker so i can yeah. you know put him at linebacker and then maybe put chase young at uh d line but real quick um, why wouldn't you just you know you can only play one at a time so you could pick it up, up an extra third for you know I want that depth man i want that depth but real quick <laughs> going back to the tight end I got Mike Gusecki. I think Gusecki's going to be a player, and that gave me a little insurance there, so I didn't. I didn't have to pull the trigger on uh, on uh, Pitts, um, to you know, to give up nice. uh, some future picks for him. So Next I just want to. 
But well done, Dan. Ladies and gentlemen, Danny Golden. He's gaining this, experience quickly. That is uh, that Thanks is impressive. Thanks for having me on, boys. It was great. Always a pleasure, Don. We love you here. Yes. All right. Have a good night, Don. Talk Thanks again. Good night. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Good man. Good man. <laughs> oh, yes. All right. Um, We proceed. Round three. Diami. Looks like his stock's been rising. Yeah, so. stock's been rising because he'll he'll step up into that two two number two role in Washington with uh old, Fitzpatrick. Old, old Kurt Sam going down. I will say this is the one pick in the draft that I felt like I might have taken a couple other guys that went after mm, him after like Dwayne Eskridge. I thought about him, but uh <laughs> Gainwell and even Nico Collins, mm. uh you know. Mac slipping to back half of the third is probably a travesty too. Yeah, steal. So so the third round, ladies and gentlemen, goes Diami Brown, Micah Parsons, maybe a little early for Parsons, Dwayne Eskridge, Kadarius Tony, Kenny Gainwell, Nico Collins, Mac Jones, Cornell Powell, and Ramondre Stevenson, who followed by Jamin Davis. I, I got to say, looking at this third round, and I'm like disappointed in myself because at picks seven, eight, and nine, You've got Mac Jones, Cornell Powell, and Ramondre Stevenson, and you've got Nico Collins at three six. I almost feel like they're a little bit more promising than some of these other guys. You I know, agree. I'm very low on Kadarius Tony just because I don't <laughs> think he has the head right. But value wise, Kadarius Tony at three four, pretty great value. I went Dwayne Eskridge at three three because I love the situation. I think Russell Wilson's got plenty of years left. I think he could end up moving into that Tyler Lockett role at some oh, point. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but Brown does look like he's, uh, you know, he's moving into some playing time, and he's certainly got the talent, so so he could be good. And then, you know, to kick off round four, it went uh, Amari Rogers. How, uh, you know, stacking up on wide receivers, right, Trip? I mean, at yes. this point, it's Devontae Smith, Terrence Marshall, Diami Brown, and Amari Rogers. Yeah, the, and Jalen Waddle. As well. Ah, yes. Sorry. <laughs> Don't forget Don't that. Forget. Yeah, uh, Waddle one, and Smith. <laughs> this, I wasn't looking for another wide receiver at this point. I was just looking for who fell the furthest. Like, you know, was there any guy who was right. ranked higher that just really slipped? And I didn't want to take another receiver. I honestly was looking for a tight end, and Noah Gray went next. Um, Friar Muth, I had false hopes of him coming around three. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he was just he was the guy who fell the most from the highest kind of ranking position so for you on yeah. your board yeah on yeah on a lot of boards right well, yeah right <laughs> um so round 4 goes after Rodgers goes Corby with the uh the Kansas City tight end Noah Gray uh guy out of Duke yeah big player I don't know that he did too much in in college. That he just like flashed athletic potential. Uh, yeah, and you know he's he's a he's a handcuffed to Kelsey who doesn't tend to miss a lot of time. So I, yeah, I don't I'll, know if he's the next Travis Kelsey. Just <laughs> no, he's, he's, tight end on the Chiefs. he's definitely not that. I'm not the biggest fan. I do think that Cornell Powell in the previous round, Chiefs wide receiver, is a guy that people are kind of sleeping on. Six foot two hundred five, a little bit older. Um, you know, inconsistent in college, but. And you know what? Interesting Pat, player. Pat drafted him, so I'm going to trust it because he got Justin Jefferson and Chase Claypool last year. So it's like he, <laughs> that's he knows true. how to he knows how to that's, spot a wide that's receiver. That's true. He's got a good track record. I tried to get him to come on uh, tonight, but I don't know if it's going to work. Um, <laughs> so, 
You got Roundtree. I got Roundtree at three. Um, then you go into uh, the other saddle receiver from uh, from Wright State. I actually Therese don't know who this Robertson. is. Therese Robinson. I have any. I, I mean, I don't think a lot of people do. Yeah. It's a questionable pick. I don't know if that was uh, a time expiring thing or not. <laughs> Jermar Jefferson's a good pick. I think he's he's quickly going to be a number two in in Detroit, and and there's some things happening with DeAndre Swift, like. Something about potential murder and a hamstring. All I know is murders and hamstrings and guns. They all don't go together. They don't add up to a lot of playing time. So yeah, I'm not exactly sure what's going on there. Yeah, so let's I'm not hope that's too far all, into all it. <laughs> but but uh, but yeah, then we got Tillon Wallace, who who I think could be a good sleeper. Man, I mean he's fast, right? And Baltimore's got an open uh, open position there. We talked about Sertan. I Danny picking these defensive players in round four is smart. It's working out well for him. I uh, I feel like I've ignored defense a little bit, but it's a good strategy. Yeah, you get the best player at right. that position, right? Because it shows um, the value of the receivers. Yeah, when, you know, Mac yeah. Jones goes in the end of the third round. You got Trey McKitty at uh, at four nine. Interesting, uh, interesting I like that pick. pick. It's, it's a good one. I really like Khalil Herbert at four ten, and since Will picked him, he has since dropped him, and I have picked him up. So he's on my roster now. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's uh, it's like a penny stock. Yeah, I mean that that about wraps it up, folks. You know, for the uh, for the draft results there, it's uh, a good transition into our rookie wide receiver rankings. Yes, and. Um, where we want to go with that so we're gonna we're gonna jump into that we're gonna have a little discussion on running backs and then things are gonna get a little heated at the end of this uh <laughs> in this podcast as we go in on these trade discussions we may have a trade happen you know we may have a trade uh happen uh, you know you know here uh live while we're doing this we'll you, you just you just you don't know you know all i know is uh moose is all for it <laughs> <laughs> so with that we're gonna call an audible here Omaha. We're gonna jump right into uh wow. wide receiver rankings. So we're gonna talk a little bit about these RBs. Check, check. Um you wanna kick this off? Yeah, let's do it. Um let's do wide receivers first. All right, all right, all right. Let's rock and roll. All right. Uh I'm going Devontae, number one overall. Holy shit. <laughs> This is a big mean, I, surprise. I, I think I would have done this even if he wasn't on the Eagles. I, just, <laughs> I think he's too good. He's all right. He's about his business. He's got the right about mind state. Business, yeah, he uh, he he carries himself really professionally right. already. I like that. And somebody with so much talent, so young. I think he does have a, class. I yeah. like the class. He's got more class, I think, than the rest of the class. <laughs> he's about his business. That's for sure. I got Chase number two. I uh, haven't seen him play in over a year. Uh, elite athlete. I think the reunited with his old quarterback is a little overrated. I think when you're in the NFL with somebody, you're going to build that chemistry. I don't know that that really is that much of an advantage. I actually I actually think it could be a disadvantage sometimes. Wow. It's kind of like when, like, if you and your buddy get hired at the same company, mm-hmm. you know, you dick around too much and you don't do a good job. Yeah. 
I have point. Th- things can work that way. I'm just putting that out there. Yeah, really. The I think the player I'm most interested to see what happens. I'm going actually Bateman three. I think he's the wow. safest. Wow, you and the Don. Yeah, I think he's the safest wide receiver. They and say that great minds think alike. <laughs> Sometimes. We'll see. We'll see. I just feel <laughs> comfortable with taking him into Dynasty. I think uh, he's the number one wide receiver out there. And you already have a quarterback you know is going to be there forever. You know he's not going to have another wide receiver option like Bateman. Great player, elite you see, you know, athlete. Okay. You both see stability in Lamar Jackson, okay? Uh, yeah. I like that. As I don't a know Lamar that, Jackson owner, I like that. I don't think he's going to stop running. I see him yes, more as I agree a with you on that. Donnie thinks he's going to learn to, to pass more. I think you know he'll, he'll do it more, but... Um, I don't think he's ever going to be a, a pocket guy. I just think that mm-hmm. Bateman is just going to be consistent. Number one, I go Waddle. Number four, uh, okay. I think he's got the, you know, that really high ceiling. Uh, questionable, you know, two around him, but a uh, high ceiling. Got to take a shot. Crazy athlete. I have Terrace Marshall coming up next. Uh, I really like this guy. Just like you know Devonte, I feel like he's succeeded at all the levels. Just progressed how you want to see with a rookie coming to the NFL. Great size, speed, wow. hands. Great at five. Pro- yeah, I, I I was so happy when he fell to me. Uh, Elijah Moore, <laughs> uh, definitely high ceiling, great athlete, uh, questionable franchise, but um, you know could grow with Zach Moore and and you know be unstoppable. Saint Brown, I'll go here. I think he's going to give you five years of really productive PPR. Like if Hold you're looking- on, when you said Moore, which one? Uh, Elijah Moore after Terrace Marshall. Sorry, I forget about that. Both <laughs> I almost forgot to. Yeah, Elijah Moore. Um, what drinking will do, folks. High ceiling, maybe somewhat of a high risk. Some people are so sold on Zach Wilson, they don't feel it's a risk. I can see that too, but I still think a little bit more risk than some of the other guys ahead. Mm. Uh, St. Brown, I think he's going to be, you know, if you're looking for that wide receiver three off the bench for a few weeks, I think he'll be that for about four, four or five years. They don't really have anybody else they have a lot of stock in uh i'll go rondell moore next a lot of potential again high ceiling but mm. i just don't feel that safe taking him if i'm in need of some long-term stability on my team i want a home run hitter maybe i'll take him diami brown and nico collins are right there neck and neck for me i really like nico i think the texans are going to have a high draft pick next year they're going to take a quarterback uh, he's their most invested biggest receiver right now he's yep. got some uh, pedigree so i think yeah, a la LaVisca Chenault yeah. of last year. I think Nico Collins could be that same guy who plays well with a bad team and then gets a chance with a, a top pick quarterback. Uh, I really wish I had drafted him, but I ended up with Diami. He's got some upside too. Great route runner. Uh, a lot of speed, good hands. We'll see what happens with a uh, Washington football team. Amari Rogers next. Definitely a taxi squad guy. Um you know, we'll see. He's going to be practicing with Jordan Love a lot this year. So if Rod, if Aaron Rodgers leaves, you know, Jordan Love and Amari Rodgers could quickly become a good PPR duo. Uh, I have them both, and uh, I'm excited to see what happens. Eskridge uh, and Tony to round it off. Boom. Interesting. Interesting. So I what I found most interesting about that is you're a LaVisca Chenault owner. I see... I see Rondale Moore as the most LaVisca Chenault like wide receiver okay. in this in this class. Yeah, I wasn't comparing Nico's skills. I was saying the uh situation where he's on a very bad team and he's gonna find himself with a high draft pick like ah. Trevor Lawrence next year. The Texans are probably gonna get the top quarterback in the draft and they'll have a chance to to be a good duo. We call that 
second sighted strategy. That's right, folks. That's, that's right. That's called looking ahead, foreseeing the future, understanding how things are going to play out. Levine got him. I wish I had him. <laughs> Maybe I'll offer a trade, but it's all right. You have the analysis, so thank you. Thank we you. applaud that. Thank you. We do. We do. All right. Well, I uh, I mean, I humbly disagree with a lot of it. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> I got Chase Smith Waddle one two three, and I got the Moore folks right here, right after it. I got Rondell Moore at as four. They got a lot of speed, those guys. They got a lot of speed. I mean, I, I think they're going to use them all over the offense. I think. Um, I think you got a couple of uh, elderly fellows on the outside, but I think they're gonna they're gonna draw a lot of attention, and I think that you're gonna see a lot of offensive production kind of fall into the lap of Rondell Moore. Maybe even even this year. Um, after him, I go Elijah Moore. I think I mentioned in a previous episode that what AJ Brown said about Elijah Moore sold me on Elijah Moore. It's the hardest hardest working player he's ever played with. When you hear a player talk about another player, you can put stock in that. Pat Ray is a guy that played this game. I think that's part of the reason that he picked him. He he put stock in that too, and when he has shown a good track record with wide receivers, if he just come on the show, you know, um, <laughs> we'll get him. We'll get him. We'll get him. So uh, What's he, got? What's he wants to be here in person. Actually, that's the thing. <laughs> so yeah, it's gonna get. It's gonna Pull get up real. a chair, buddy. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and get out your popcorn. So um, yeah, yeah, audience gonna love that guy. Um, I got Terrence Marshall after that. Before Bateman, I think surprises a lot of people. I got Bateman right after Marshall, and then I got Diami Brown, uh, and then I wow. got and then I, I got Saint Brown. Okay, and you know if I'm, I round this out with some interesting names that I think are are going to surprise some people. Um, I think that I don't really have Kadarius Tony on this list. I noticed you <laughs> didn't have him on yours either. Um. It's a shame because he's the fourth. Yeah, but I, I, I think I'm going to round this out. I mean, you got you have guys like Nico Collins and Mari Rogers. I think I'm going Dwayne Eskridge, Josh Palmer, Jalen Darden. Okay. Which I like Palmer. Know, I, full disclosure, when I put those rankings out there, I'm like, I'm sort of, I'm, I'm taking a little bit of an NBA mindset and going high ceiling. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's where I'm coming from there. We. Uh, we got to pull another audible here. Omaha. We got to talk about <laughs> running backs. Um, and there's some interesting things happening in the running back world. Um, what are you, what, what are your thoughts these days? You're, uh, you're somebody who's not really invested in running backs. You're more of a wire scouting guy. You're in this <laughs> rebuild stage. I took one this year. You did take Trey Sermon. I did. Where was he on my list? Clearly number two. Mm. He's the second running back taken by me. <laughs> All right, give me the list. Najee Harris, quick. number one, of course. You know, once once every you know four or five years, mm-hmm. good match, good team. Yep. I have Sermon number two. Uh, we all know Kyle Shanahan makes the running backs. If one sticks, they're going to hit big, and they traded up for him. We'll see. A lot of uh, committee over there. I got Carter, number three, uh, PPR. If that offense turns out to be the next hot ticket, I want that PPR running back, fast guy uh, out of there. I got. I Etienne. have him a lot lower than that. I have Etienne, number four. Okay. Um, the injury throws me off a little bit. 
We'll see what happens with Did the Did you say Javante Williams yet? Uh, you know what? I have Javante Williams number two. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was wondering. Yeah, I, I skipped him. You're, you're correct. Uh, <laughs> as a Javante Williams owner. I got a little ahead of myself there. I, <laughs> I, I, w- I wasn't sure if I was going to be frightened or offended. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, he's, <laughs> he, he's, he's number two for sure. Okay. All right. So Harris Williams. Gotcha. Then Sermon, then Carter, then Etienne, followed by Gainwell. Um, you know, PPR, mm. they say he's the uh, best, Kenny. best uh, pass catcher. So we're a PPR league. And Stevenson. You, you hope know, that Kenny gains well. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, especially here in Philadelphia. Uh, I have Stevenson. You know, can he be a bell chick back for three years? LeGarrette Blunt, Damian Harris, you know, all these what guys. Did, did you just call him a bell chick? Chick back? Bill Chick back. Bill Bill Chick. Bill Bill Chick back. I'm picturing a... A bell with a check with a bell in it? Something like that. Yeah, I'm picturing picturing a small chicken that rings a bell. (laughs) Well, hopefully he uh, cashes those checks and does does well for a long time. (laughs) I got Chubba Hubbard right behind him, and then Jamar Jefferson. Okay. And then I'll take another shot at a 49ers Kyle Shanahan running back. Uh, Penny Stock, Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. He's not somebody I have on my list, but he's not somebody. He's somebody I think I slept on a little bit in my evaluations. I go Harris Williams, Etn Hubbard at four, Stevenson at five, Sermon at wow. six, Roundtree at seven, Herbert eight, Killen Hill nine, Patterson ten, Carter eleven, and Jamar wow. Jefferson. Wow, Carter from four to eleven. Yep, Jarrett Patterson is available in our league, and I have him on my at number ten. Okay, and that's right now. Like that's based on what I've seen. That's changed a good bit. That's based on what I've seen. I think largely in in preseason and NFL speed training camp practices, hearing from beat reporters, keeping my ear to the ground, understanding who's poised to make it. Because you do have, I mean, you do have guys that are like, you know, fading surprisingly quick. I was super high on Jared Dokes. He was somebody that was drafted by the Dolphins. They cut him. Yeah. Just showed that he couldn't couldn't cut it. So, yeah. you know, people say don't put stock in preseason, but if you know what you're talking what you're doing while you're watching tape, you can you can put stock in it because you're seeing these guys on the field at NFL speed for the first time, even though they are facing second, third round players, that's still a higher level of talent than what you're facing in college. And it's a big sure. jump, folks. Sure. Trust me. Maybe it's not the big... stats, but the tape you can you can look at. Exactly. It's a big jump. Uh, Trip walks away from this mock draft with Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle, and all he really wants is Jamar Chase. I know it. <laughs> I know it. And we've been in heated trade negotiations. My desire is fading a little bit. I can't. I can't lie. <sighs> <sighs> It's starting to fade. You had some pretty good offers for me that you didn't hit the accept button on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Trey Lance, Lavisca, you shall not pass, and a second round pick were never offered to me. Yes, it was. You did not. Are we going to settle this right here and just? Oh no, no, no. You know what? It was Lavisca and you, two second round picks, which would have been Lance in the draft. Ah, uh, okay. All right. Because one of them was the second pick, I believe. Yeah. I might have thought at that time, see, if I was trading the third overall pick, it's almost more valuable because the person gets to make their own selection. So I might have held off on that 
to get a higher pick to get yeah or, or, more or move or just maintain the flexibility going into the draft yeah um but there's been a lot of offers thrown back and forth and we're somewhere in the neighborhood i think of like you know a first and two seconds or lance and two seconds or so you have a first round value on lance then one of the oh no i'm not saying i would accept that trade but okay. one, one of the off <laughs> i'm just trying to give the audience an idea of where we stand here one of the offers that you put out was lance diami brown two seconds for jamar chase that's a pretty good haul i mean here's the thing He's the most highly touted wide receiver prospect to come out in probably the least the last five five years, maybe the last ten years. You've got his teammate who he was better than in college and is younger than tearing up the NFL right now. And he got twenty year old, twenty one, you know, recently twenty one year old kid. Do I think you know, you have to have all right, so you have to have reasonable expectations for rookies, folks, just so you know, like it does look that they're going to incorporate Chase into the offense, but there's a guy that hasn't played football in an entire year. Football takes time to get back and to master. This guy has time, and on my team he has time because I'm in a win-now mode. I've got guys that can start ahead of him. I can sit him on my bench. I can let him develop. So for me, you know, I got Mike Evans who's aging. I got Cortland Sutton, Robert Woods, Robbie Anderson, you know, sort of a mishmash of that. Brandon Ayuk, who's the gem of the of the young guns on the squad here for me. You know, I'm okay at wide receiver. And having Chase sitting back there, even if he, you know, has a half-decent year, you know, next year, the year after, I think, you know, how strong. I mean, I'm set, right? So, like, why fix it if it ain't broke? I don't think he's going to take that long to show his value. I think he's either going to be right off the bat shown why he's this big prospect or right off the bat he's going to not look very good. And I think we're going to see what he's about pretty quickly. I don't think it's going to take two to three years. So if, okay, I don't, I don't think it will take two or three years either. Two or three years is probably a stretch, but I think it may take a season. End considering, of the season considering the break. Right, so like that's true. We've you look never at seen, we've you, never seen this and before. look at last year's like breakout weeks for Justin Jefferson, Chase Claypool. You're looking at like four for Jefferson, maybe week five, something around there. Week six, seven for Claypool. Yeah, you're 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 normally not getting, you know, week one fireworks from a rookie wide receiver, and then maintaining those fireworks, you know. So that he proves that similar Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown type value in their rookie season. So, wouldn't mind that team. I think Chase is one of those guys where you may not see it from him, especially with the injury return from Burrow, him not being as mobile. I'm worried about That's the true. team That's for true. a number of reasons. Burrow is going to take some time to get back. Right, right. So, like, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I think, I think still, ceiling right. wise, what he will be. Three years from now, this is probably the best way to say this. I think what he will be three years from now will be very much a a elite tier that some of these other guys I don't think have the ceiling for. So anyway, I hear, I hear a lot of Amari Cooper comparisons. Big, my, uh, yeah, well, big maybe, time. yeah, maybe a little bit. I Amari uh, had a good rookie season for wide receivers that have come out in the last ten years. He's one of the better ones, but. 
You he see why a, I'm why I'm hesitant to give him up for, <laughs> you know, a couple second rounders and Trey Lance. Who you, am, you like Lance? I do like Lance, but like, you know, quarterbacks in dynasty are somewhat easy to acquire. He's got a chance right? to be a different so like, a difference maker, a tier. Oh top. no! Listen, it's not even about what he'll be. It's about. The how I can acquire a quarterback of a starting caliber in the, our dynasty league. Yeah, but can you acquire the next ease. top Lamar Jackson, 120 points better than the second quarterback type? Guy? I mean, listen, I probably have two years before I need it, so I'll find a way. Okay. All right. <laughs> but, you know, that's all the more reason to consider, you know, having a couple extra second round picks I, is probably the part I like the most out of that trade. I think Diami Brown is going to be, like, a decent player, but I don't think he's going to light anything up. Whereas, like, you know, you look at what you get in Jamar Chase, and that's a potential. I mean, there's a surefire potential for making a difference. And I would say that does kind of starting to see that exist with Chenault. I still don't think as much as far as sheer talent to somebody like Jamar Chase. But his situation's getting better. A little bit of upside there, replaces Chase in that position within my team that I just sort of described to you earlier. So to me, he's probably one of the more attractive. He's right there with the value of a second-round pick. In my opinion, if I'm getting rid of Jamar Chase, there needs to be four items with that value in that package. Four items, ladies and gentlemen. That's a lot. Especially for a rebuilding team. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think the best offer I could give you would be first, second, and third. Hmm. Your first that I own. First, second, and third, right? Carlos's second. Oh, so it's my first. Your first, yeah. Okay. I know you missed that thing. <laughs> Not at all. I know what position my first is going to be. <laughs> if it was your first, we'd have a different discussion here. <laughs> we'd have me considering the rest of what you're going to say. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm basically giving you a whole draft for one guy. Mm. First, second, third. Mm. You're basically giving me two second-round picks and a third-round pick for Jamar Chase. A first? The okay. first is it's my first, which means it's pick 10 because I'm going to win. It's in the first round. <laughs> You don't know where it's going to end up. It's gonna be Anything can happen. It's Based a first-round pick. Hmm. All right, all right. Would you consider giving me a different first? Do you have three? No, I have two. Uh, so it would either be mine or yours next year. And you're not getting mine. Yeah, that's probably something you can get more value for later. I wouldn't blame you. Yeah, I mean, you know, a healthy batch of second-rounders. Might be preferred to something like that. You know, you got a bunch of them for next year. Yeah, I I like that. I need those. Interesting. Well, what do you got? You got a, I mean, a first, second, and third is different than three seconds. It is. It is. I don't know if, I think I like three seconds better than a first, second, and a third. Yeah. Yeah, I think I do. Yeah. Trey Lance in three seconds. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Talking a little too heavy over there. Three I said four assets, bro. <laughs> oh, God. What are you doing? 
<laughs> well, we'll let you know next episode if we got a trade done before oh, the season. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I was uh, confident it was going to happen when the draft happened. <laughs> now, not so more. Not so much. Yeah. On that note, we're... Good night. Uh, we're going to disappoint y'all, and we're not getting done. We're not <laughs> getting this deal done. Jamar Chase is remaining on the Elephants on Parade, and we hope you all remain listening to this lovely podcast as we take you out with some, some island songs this evening. Peace.